Yo! What's good, folks? This is the Unprofessional Opinion Podcast, episode number what? 24. 24. Damn. Huh. We can almost rent a car. That's wild. Uh, My name is AJ, sitting across from me. Uh, My main man, my guy, my homie, my bestie, JC, Shazay. How are you? See nibbles on his fingers. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how. I, how I. How I like being called another man's bestie. I mean, hey, it is what it is. I've said what right. I said. Yeah, you. You said it, and, and it's there. And it's I will. Re- I will not be reneging. It's, it's recorded. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. You're cool. Well, that's good. How was your week? The hell have you been doing? What you been up to? Eh, you know. I don't know, old, which is why I asked. Same old, same old, same old, man. Squatting world domination. Oh, uh, yes. Never forget that. That's all we got. Shout out to Pinky and the Brain. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. What do you want to get started in? Uh, so, looks like the Warriors dynasty is about to be over. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Hey, the Warriors hobbled as shit. I didn't realize how, how hobbled they were. Well, I mean, I, I've always had the theory that super teams don't last more than four years. Mm-hmm. And this is year four of the Kevin, or this is year three of the Kevin Durant experiment. Mm-hmm. But this is, the, this is year three of the, of the super team Warriors. Mm-hmm. Right? The Warriors weren't a super team. When they were winning a title and then winning seventy three games, no, they weren't. I mean, they were just a good squad. They shot a lot of threes. They were just they were they were a fantastic squad. They were a great squad, but they weren't a super team. Yep. Until they got Kevin Durant. Until they got Kevin Durant. And okay. Kevin Durant has been injured throughout his career, and he gets injured again. What is strained calf? I mean, something. right? But it's he he's wrong. not. But he's he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I told y'all people. I I told y'all that injury was way worse than everybody gave him credit for. And then you know, Clay gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Iguodala is not a hundred percent. And I mean, it. This is what happens to teams. I mean, this is their fifth or sixth consecutive year. Playing into late May, early June. Mm-hmm. It all. Niggas is tired. <laughs> I mean, and you <laughs> have a lot of them. They do Team USA stuff in the summer. Well, have well, most of them don't now. I mean, well, because, I mean, not now because there's nothing to do Team USA for. Well, I'm just saying, like, in but general, like, during during the run, I mean, Steph, I mean, he did FIBA. Yes, Steph did the World Cup and was on the Olympics team. So was Clay. Uh, KD was. Uh, Boogie was. Shit. I mean, you've got more mileage than anybody not named LeBron. And it happened. You break down. It happened to the Celtics mm-hmm. in the 80s. happened to the Lakers in, in the 80s. It happened to the Bulls, even though nobody wants to admit it. What do you mean? I mean, the Bulls got old. But we never saw them get old because there was a convenient two-year break for Michael Jordan. Uh, yes, fair. So they only could go three years at a time. I mean, it's really hard to three-peat. I mean, hey, it's just crazy. 
It's very interesting. I saw, I saw some random tweets about how people are saying that this is uh, Curry's legacy was twenty fifteen losing without winning against an injured Cavs, then losing in twenty sixteen to a healthy Cavs in twenty seventeen. That was what KD. Yeah. KD comes back twenty eighteen. Also, see twenty seventeen, then twenty nineteen. No KD. Steph is getting washed. Is he ever gonna get a Finals MVP? I mean, well, how is Steph getting washed? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, without KD, with I mean, team. I mean, he did average thirty seven points a game in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. He did. He did have a thirty three burger in the second half against Houston. Without KD, mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably averaging close to thirty a game in the finals without KD. Right. So I mean, what? Where exactly is his legacy getting deemed? Hmm? I don't know. That that sounds that sounds great to me. <laughs> I mean, is he going to get a Finals MVP? I mean, does it matter? I'm asking if he if he ever going to get one. I mean, well, it depends on how the landscape shakes out. Damn. I mean, even, even if they win, this is not coming. He's not playing games with them niggas. Well, I mean, well, they bet they better win Game Five. I mean, hey, that that <laughs> tell me that Van Fleet, that Van Fleet, Marcus all pick and roll, it's unstoppable. Yeah, do we want do we want to talk about the um oh, the guy the guy shoving Kyle Lowry? What the owner the, part owner shoving Kyle Lowry because he fell into the stands or whatever? Like, yeah. Why are you why are you touching players, dude? And see if Kyle Riley turned around and slapped the shit out of you for touching him, then he would have been wrong. So, like, why are you touching players? Like, why? Well, I mean, you know, you know what they say. The I cu- don't. The customer is always right. Mm. Sure, but nah, that's not true. It's not. No. <laughs> like the customer is not always right. Well, I mean, they they are when when you are. When you are the product, which is what Kyle Lowry is, mm. the customer, I mean, it's kind of how business works. The customer dictates what is done and what's not done. But that's the case he wouldn't have got kicked out. Well, we, we talked about this when when Russell got into it with the fan in Utah. Mm-hmm. Like, what really can you do with that? Mm. Because they are paying customers. I don't know. I guess that's more on the on the NBA to to make sure that shit like that is not happening. That's I mean, but like you you out. still can't prevent it from happening. It's just you know the guy. I mean, honestly, let's be honest. The Warriors fans have been spoiled. Mm-hmm. They are not used to getting beat repeatedly like this. The dude got mad. I mean, I would get mad at Kyle Lowry too. <laughs> <laughs> Why would like you get mad at Kyle Lowry. Like I mean, because like I like I've always ass? like I've always said. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was more of just like a, a owner being a sore loser. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, your team's getting beat up. And, right. like, Kyle Lowry's just, he's an instigator on the court. He doesn't do it with trash talking. He just does it by just doing hustle stuff. Players. Right. Like, I, no one likes the hustle player. <laughs> no one likes him. Like, you just, it's hard to like Kyle Lowry as a basketball player. Because he doesn't do anything flashy. Nope. I mean, he's just a solid He's just a solid player. Kyle Lowry is the pro that walks into the gym and everybody thinks they can give Kyle Lowry buckets. 
<laughs> if Kyle Lowry walked into LA Fitness right now, everybody thinks they can give Kyle Lowry buckets. Yeah. Look at I mean, just look at Kyle Lowry. Like <laughs> he's not really all that toned. I mean, he's worked on his body, but he still got a little. He got a little baby fat. Right. Meanwhile, no one can give Kyle Lowry buckets. <laughs> like. No one out there can give Kyle Lowry buckets. They realize that very quickly. I mean, but not really. <laughs> I mean, look at Kyle. Kyle Lowry is the same person that dropped the that dropped the donut in the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, playoff Lowry is trash. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he right. Is. He le- his his claim to fame right now is he's the best charge taker in the playoffs. He has taken Are you serious? Just, just in this. Series Let somebody alone. try to take a charge and pick up. <laughs> that would be hilarious, right, Ralph? What you doing? <laughs> Check up, dog. What you, what's it? That's three two. Check up. Like you not? Oh man! Like honestly, if 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 somebody said, "Yo, man, I gave Kyle Lowry a twenty spot," he came. He came. He came to the pro am, and I was lighting him up. You will believe it a little bit, depending on the player. I would love to see Kyle Lowry at a pro am. I mean, because Kyle Lowry, he, he's not the best shooter in the world. Uh, I wouldn't even say he's like good, good shooter. Is that what he's does he honest. what does he do at a good level for NBA standards? Take know, charges. But, I don't know, but he in there. Take charges. <laughs> so when when he comes oh. crashing into the stands. And I'm a store loser part owner. Mm-hmm. I got something to say to him. Yeah, you got something to say, but you you got you, you, there's a difference between saying and touching. I mean, with Joe Biden's touching people, and he, he saw the shit that he got in, and he's still leading the polls. <laughs> Just saying, nothing happened. Well, I mean, something clearly happened to this owner. He got a 500k fine and a year ba- a, a year long ban. That's fine. Some, some, some tells me he's still going to come out on top in that situation. I don't know. Yeah, you seen the Warriors' bottom line? That's why you moved to San Francisco. So, I, I say all of that. Obviously, those were jokes. Kyle Lowry's a good NBA player. Um, He is the best charge taker in the Playoffs, though. I mean, it's just, you know, that's kind of how the finals have gone for the Warriors. Like, he also has managed in the playoffs to just make random big shots. Like, still in the game with like 9.7 assists and five boards, but like, like, his three sealed the deal. Like, that one three that he made somehow sealed the deal. He kind of like that dude that just be taking shots that, like, like everyone knows he shouldn't be taking it. He should be take. He shouldn't be taking these shots, but he makes them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, I and it's just like if we lose because he just makes that shot, then we just lose. But he keeps doing it. I mean, look. I mean, I'm I'm not. I mean, the Raptors are. I don't even want to say they're they're really outplaying the Warriors. They are though. I mean, but what Warriors squad are you talking about? <laughs> The the one that's out there on the floor right now. Right, the one that's out there on the floor is not a healthy warrior squad. I mean, like they're, I mean they have the the fortune of injuries. <laughs> oh shit! That I mean, to to be fair, the Warriors have had dur- throughout their entire run. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, game five on Monday. 
Kawhi brings it home, maybe. Game five is Monday? Yeah. I mean, Damn. you know, they've been down 3-1 before, and they come back. So, I don't know. It, game five, Monday. It depends. DeMarcus Cousins had one good game, and he's been terrible ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, people really keep, they're actively forgetting that he does not play defense. It makes no sense. So, you know, well, well, we can transition now into free agency because you have the two biggest free agents are in the finals and both of them are not 100%. Mm-hmm. Kawhi, they win the title. Does he still go to L.A.? To I the don't Clippers? think so. Psh, what? I don't think so. I don't think he leaves if they win the title. We, we, we talking about Kawhi Leonard, Boardman gets paid? Boardman, Boardman, Boardman gets paid. Buckets. You talking about bucket, bucket, nope. Bucket, bucket, nope. We don't. We are not doing anything against me. Here's the thing, because we're we're. Did you a, read that whole expose? No, I won't. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's pretty interesting. You should definitely do it. I'd recommend. I won't. Um. Because we have two very mercurial individuals, mm. in KD and Kawhi. Nobody knows what they're doing, what do they're we? thinking about. Mm-hmm. Do I think that Kawhi Leonard could win the title in five and then leave and go to Brooklyn? I mean, not of, outside of the realm of possibility. Absolutely. Do I think Kawhi Leonard can can blow three straight games and lose in seven and still stay in Toronto? Yeah. So, like, I mean, what? why do we act like we know what Kawhi is doing? Nobody knows. No one knows what Kawhi is doing. Kawhi Leonard drives a 1996 pickup truck. Still, Dang, Kawhi the- Leonard has an endorsement deal by New Balance. We don't know who this guy is. Just because okay, the board man gets paid doesn't mean I have to spend my money. <laughs> Nobody knows who this guy is. KD is the same thing. Have you seen KD's tattoos? Board man, board man. They're, 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 in, they're just I haven't seen weird. his tattoos. What's wrong with his tattoos? He just has weird tattoos. He has tattoos in weird places of people that he's... Not really a fan of. What? He's got a tattoo of Tupac on his calf. The one that's strained right now. I mean, is he not a fan of Tupac? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm saying we don't We don't know. Like, we, we keep acting like we know what KD's going to do. We have no idea what KD's going to do. All right, my prediction. KD is going to stay. Why would he stay? Because, yeah. Exactly. You don't know. You just keep just throwing stay. stuff at a wall right now. I think he's going to stay because he was injured for... The latter half of these playoffs, so I had to come back win another championship healthy again. I think Kawhi stays after winning the title in Toronto, because I think he just I, he likes the squad that they've got. Yeah, but that squad's gonna get blown up in the, in the next couple of years. Lowry's in the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. Gasol's in the last year of his deal. Ibaka's in the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. You really think Leonard for the next five years with Spicy P is gonna? Come SCP. on. That's T18 tonight. Come on, dog. <laughs> we're not, we're I think we're rolling with that because they got the best squad. They can go, he can go somewhere and have a better squad than he had at Toronto immediately. I'm immediately. Sure. But then again, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard here. We don't know what he's going to do, which is why I think, he, I think he might stay. I mean, look, K- KD's not. <clears throat> I, I think KD's proven all he needs to prove mm-hmm. in Golden State. 
I mean, you thought you thought they could win the title without him. They can't. When he was on the court, asterisk. he was the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what's the asterisk? Because they have won a title without him. Not this, not this rendition. They had, they had to, they had to gut their team to get KD. You don't see Harrison Barnes on that squad. Festus is Izzy. What is Harrison Barnes doing these days? Is he still in Dallas being terrible? No, he's in Sacramento being terrible. Um, you hate to see it. <laughs> you don't see Festus Azili, Mo Spates, David West on the squad. I mean, you you don't. This is not the same Did team. Mo Spates retire. I don't know <laughs> what Mo Spates does. Walking bucket. That's what he was. That's yeah, what he called Spates, himself. Mo Spates got buckets. Bro. What are you saying? Uh, he wasn't quite Michael Beasley bucket, but he, right. was, he was still getting buckets. Bucket man, bucket man, bucket, bucket man gets kind of fame. No. <laughs> bucket, bucket man gets three million a year. <laughs> bucket man comes off the bench. <laughs> um. Well, to, to, to go over to the other coast, well, what? Kyrie is apparently for sure going to Brooklyn, according to, according to Stephen A. Smith. That according to Kyrie's friends, he might be going to the Lakers. Again, that's you can just add him <laughs> to the list. Nobody knows what Kyrie Irving. Nobody knows who Kyrie Irving is. The Earth is flat. Now I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. I got the third eye tattooed on my on my left shoulder. Mm-hmm. I want my own team, but this leadership stuff is kind of hard. I mean, I don't get like, I don't get it. I can try to be logical. And mm-hmm. say that going to Brooklyn is like the exact same thing as going to Boston. And it didn't work in Boston, so why would it work in Brooklyn? Because you were a childhood friend of the Nets. Well, that's great. A childhood what? He's a childhood fan of the Nets when the Nets were in New Jersey because he's from New Jersey. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. Because you're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs just like you did, just like you've always done. Well, the sentiment makes sense. Right, like I mean, what what are we talking about? Uh, well, nobody knows what Kyrie's gonna do. Kyrie has a house in Brooklyn. So what? So yeah. I hate that. That I hate those media stories. Kawhi Leonard bought a house in L.A., so that means he's going to the Clippers, or that means that he's from L.A. He also bought a. I think to, to say he brought prop. He bought property in Toronto. Who cares? That's the reason why a lot of folks were saying he was staying. But, uh, so who makes the first decision in free agency? Kawhi. Because Kawhi doesn't want the fanfare. All right, so then where you, uh, what's your prediction? Where I, don't, you going? I don't have a prediction. You don't have a prediction? No. That's crazy. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that. I don't have a prediction for anything that either one of these guys are going to do. Okay. Because I can see all of them staying where they are. Mm-hmm. I can see all of them, I can see two of them teaming up somewhere. I could see Kawhi going to the Clippers. I can see Kawhi going to the Lakers. I can see Durant staying in Golden State, going to Brooklyn, going to New York, going to the Clippers. I can see KD going to the Miami Heat. <laughs> <laughs> I can see I can see Kyrie. Why would he go there? Do well, they have the cap space? No, <laughs> of course they don't. But I, I mean, I could, I could see, I could see Kyrie. Kyrie is the ultimate wild card. I can see Kyrie going to the Lakers. I can see Kyrie going to Brooklyn. I can see Kyrie and KD going to New York. I can see Kyrie going to Phoenix. 
just cause. Yeah, Phoenix. Let's see what Phoenix is like in the summertime. I mean, it, it doesn't. I don't know. These dudes are all weird. The only the one thing I do know for a fact is that if they don't offer Clay Thompson five years and one ninety, he's out of there. Okay. And where does Clay go? If he leaves, mm-hmm. somewhere in L.A., Clippers or Lakers. I don't think the Clippers will go after him if they don't get another star because we know we know what Clay is. Mm-hmm. Clay is not Clay is not a guy that wants to do all that stuff. Clay just wants to ball and play with Rocco. So play I what? play with Rocco, his dog. Oh, oh okay. That that's all Clay Thompson <laughs> wants to do with his life. Huh. He wants to hoop and he wants to play with his dog. Interesting. So. You know, I really think it's just a waste of air. I mean, I, I find it, I find it <laughs> funny uh-huh. that the media is making all, of, trying to make it all these predictions, and nobody knows anything. Because remember, a month ago, KD to the Knicks was done. He was already recruiting players to come with him. Mm-hmm. Then it was, uh, you know, Brooklyn looks kind of <laughs> nice right now. You know. Then it was Kyrie and KD are, are arguing over who's going to commit to New York to the Knicks first. For, for optical reasons. Is that was that an actual story? Yes. It was we're they're trying to figure out who's gonna go first so it doesn't like one person's following the other. And now it's oh well we don't know. Then it was well Kawhi Leonard suing Nike <clears throat> for using his logo. Yes. Even yes, though the Clippers have that. tried to do something with the logo and now the Clippers are preparing for Kawhi to stay in Toronto. Nobody knows. That's why Brooklyn is idiots. The Clippers are idiots. For clearing out cap space for two max free agents when you have the most indecisive group of free agents in the history of the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) The Knicks have put all their eggs in the basket of free agency and they're going to end up with R.J. Barrett and a bunch of dookie water. And you're going to win 15 games next year. When is the draft? June in, in like two weeks. And when is the NBA Awards? I mean, I don't... I, I have never cared about the NBA Awards. I think that is... That is the stupidest thing ever. I mean, fair. I just wanted to know when it was. I mean, it's sometime at the end of, end of June. <sighs> after the, I know it's after the draft. Okay. Did we ever talk about the all-NBA teams? I know, I know there was a big story about how Carl Anthony Towns missed out on like 15 mil or something for not making any of the All-NBA teams. No, no, you missed out on a lot more than that. Yeah, he... You missed he, out on Supermax. Yeah. Damn, that was crazy. I mean, but like, do you really want to give Carl Anthony Towns a Supermax? No, you don't. He's giving you 22 and 13. And what are you doing with it? <laughs> Nothing. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. That's a damn shame. Yeah, this free agency is going to be quite interesting. So you say it's going to get dragged on though. That's that's the that's the part that I don't like because they've now moved the moratorium period up from July first to June thirtieth. So you can start negotiating contracts with people on June thirtieth. What's why is that such a big deal? It's, it's not a big deal. Day. It's just it's two extra or one extra day of this entire free agency bonanza mm. and Durant and Kyrie are going to stretch that out. 
Mm-hmm. They're not going that that's not going to be just a quick oh, Kawhi's going this, that, or the third. It's KD's going to fly into Yeah. Yeah. Well, KD's take, in the and he met with this team. Right. This and team. everybody's gonna be like, Well, indicated because, you know, KD's wearing a wearing a Clippers <laughs> colored Clippers wearing a paper bag. Right. He's right wearing, that means he's going to New Orleans. <laughs> like what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, all right, so if prediction without the actual team, Kawhi makes his decision first, and KD and Kyrie at some point make their decisions. Right, and, and everything else is everything and, else is going back. And Clay you, makes we, his right after KD and Kyrie make theirs? No, that's not how it's going to work. Oh, so what do you think? Kawhi, Clay is going to make his decision first because his decision is the easiest mm. as far as if he's staying or leaving Golden State. Mm-hmm. If they come to him June thirtieth and say, "I'm giving you five years and one hundred eighty nine point nine million," he's out of there. Huh? And oh, what? The the max is one ninety. Yeah. If they give him anything less than the max, if they ask him to take anything resembling a pay cut, he's leaving. What is his current pay? I have no idea. Let's look it up. Let's see. So we have we have that. So Clay, we will know if Clay is coming back to the Warriors first. Because we'll know that June 30th at, like, 12.01 a.m. Clay's current contract is four years, just under 69 mil. Right. Okay. So, yeah, they, they offer him. If they offer him a max, he's re-signing Golden State. Bam, that's, that's done. Kawhi will be the second because Kawhi's already probably narrowed it down to... The Lakers, the Clippers. Nah, because they saying he may consider Brooklyn and the Knicks. But Kawhi, Kawhi will get his done soon. July 2nd, we'll know, we'll know what Kawhi is doing. Right. Kawhi probably won't even celebrate the fact that they won. That nigga will probably be back in the gym. Yes, he will. He'll, he'll celebrate a day back in the gym. I mean, that's what that's what champions do. Um, if they win this Monday, he'll still celebrate, you know, Tuesday. Maybe sleep Monday in night. Wednesday, but then still go work out. He'll celebrate Monday night, get a little light, light shooting in Tuesday morning. <laughs> right. Do be, another celebration. Be, be, a little, be a little late for the parade. Yeah. He'll come and speak and, you know, and maybe laugh or something. And then Wednesday, he's back at it. Yeah. Um, sleep in Wednesday. But the thing is. Noon workout. <laughs> he, won't, he won't sleep in Wednesday. And then Thursday, we're back on the regular, uh, regularly scheduled program. No, because then he'll he'll have to start he'll start figuring out the landscape of the of the league. Um but the thing is though with Kyrie, KD and Kawhi all having to make their decision, it pushes out everything else. Mm-hmm. So people like Jimmy Butler will be way after. Kimbo will be way after. Shoot, because I they gotta see they gotta see where everything is where everything comes out, you know. We gotta see where everything shakes out first. Middleton will be after. Tobias Harris will be after that. Tobias Harris. So it's Did just he like, just get there? Oh wait, yeah, this is his last year for that terrible contract though. Okay. I mean not a terrible contract. Tobias Tobias Harris is a good player. Uh, it was terrible when he was with the Clippers because they wasn't doing shit with it. I mean that wasn't his fault. They didn't know <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. I oh mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not his fault that he's getting paid. No, it was I mean, the Clippers but, but, you, but you're saying no. You're saying it's a terrible contract. Like he was not living up to the value of that contract. 
he most definitely was living up to the value of the contract, but they were stuck in no man's land. They didn't know if they wanted to rebuild or if they wanted to, you know, they wanted to go for a playoff spot. Um, but yeah, so, you know, speaking, well, I don't even have, I don't even have a transition to the next topic. <laughs> All right, so the new, the new, um, the new trend what? in politics now is Dang. we we don't <laughs> go after big business. We go after individual companies. Mm-hmm. So Bernie Sanders was at a Walmart meeting, was at a Walmart shareholders meeting mm-hmm. on behalf of somebody talking about how bad Walmart treats its employees. Um, Elizabeth Warren and people are, you know, going out and, and calling, calling out the tech companies. Mm-hmm. What? Why is why is this happening? I don't really know. What, what they were calling out tech companies for what? Well, I mean, I mean the whole monopoly thing. But like we're, I'm more talking about illustrating a policy by singling out a company, right? Because you know, in 2016, we were talking about the one percent as this group of people. We weren't singling out people. When we talk about companies, we talk about corporate interest. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about individual companies. Okay. So why why are we why are we talking about individual companies? Like why are we calling out Walmart instead of calling out large corporations in general? I mean, does that does that affect how you look at you know the the individual plans for what they have? Because some people have said it makes it. It makes the more of the the theory behind their policies. It makes it hit home. Well, I mean, it could be like they they could be looking at it kind of like a little a trickle down effect of okay, we're going after large corporations, so let's go after like the biggest one. And then once everyone sees, hey, Walmart is not going to get away with this. If we damn sure not going to get away with the Publix or Kroger or whatever the hell, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's how they're how they're. Looking but I mean, but but this but. is but these these people aren't elected yet though. These, so <laughs> like, like you can say you're not going to get out of this. Maybe if I get elected, I mean that doesn't scare publics. I mean, it doesn't scare. So like, I'm I'm trying to figure out does that does that make does that make you understand what what the issue they're tackling. Well, I I guess because I haven't really paid attention to it like that. So what exactly are they just? How, when you say no. going after them, like what does that mean? What are they doing? No, I'm saying that. So, take Bernie Sanders for example. Yes. Right? he's been talking about he's pro labor. Yes, right. So he said you know, labor people don't have working condition, don't have a basic income. Mm-hmm. But he's singling out Walmart as like the case study of why his plan is needed. Well, they, because it, Walmart employees <clears throat> make this much. Mm-hmm. And they're treated like such and such. Mm-hmm. So this is why my plan is needs to be in there and I need to be elected. Because I'm going to go after companies that do what Walmart is doing. Well, yeah, it's probably just because, I mean, everyone knows what Walmart is. Like, everybody. So that might just be, take for example, or like, literally, that's what it is. Like, let's take, for example, insert a large company that everybody knows about. 
fucking Amazon or Apple or whatever, and we're going to work to do all this other stuff. It's just like, oh, that might serve as, I guess, something of, of shock value for for, for them, for just well, I mean, the general public. Well, it's, it's not like they're... Because it's not like he's calling out Wegmans or Wawa or some shit that not everybody knows about. Like, we don't know shit. We don't know nothing about no damn Wegmans down here. But, well, I mean, you know. I guess the, the 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 point is that when we talk about universal basic income, let's just take that for an example. Right. You can't visualize what a universal basic income is. You can't like you can't put a number to it. You can't put a face to a name, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But you've seen a Walmart employee. Yes, I have. And you know that Walmart employees ain't it <laughs> as far as how much they get paid. They are, they are not. So if I come up to you and I say universal basic income, everybody needs that. You say, that's a good idea. But if I come to you and I say, see, these Walmart employees don't have enough money to do this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Let's give every, everybody should be able to live a certain standard, even mm-hmm. this Walmart employee. You say, uh, that makes more sense. Like, I can put a face to a name now. Yeah. I can put a face to a policy, so to speak. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I guess that's what they're going after. But th- I'm asking, does that work? Uh, I guess it, it would for the general public just because... Did I say the general public? The general public? Just because, like, if you just say, hey, we need universal basic income, they're just like... Okay, people love to see a good example of what what it is that you're looking for, looking to do, and why you're looking to do it. And so, if you say, "Hey, the someone at this big company that everyone knows about, and everyone knows that they don't really get paid that well," if we can say, "Hey, we can we'll make it happen so that people at this very large company that everyone knows about that don't get paid that well start to get pay, get paid a little bit better." It looks better, at least for the policy. Now, whether it will actually work is yet to be determined. But no, I'm, I'm talking better. about does it work in terms of <clears throat> I now rock with Bernie Sanders more because he's singling out Walmart. Because what's really the difference between a universal income and Andrew Yang just saying give everybody a thousand dollars a month for no reason at all? You do whatever you want to do with it. Here's an extra twelve thousand dollars. Uh, like well, what's the difference between it? I can't really put a face to twelve thousand dollars. Like that—that's the only difference. The the plan is pretty much the same. If you yeah. took everybody's median income and added twelve thousand dollars to it. Well, what I'm saying is just it sounds better when you say I don't. But I don't think it sounds better. I just think Andrew Yang's no Andrew I'm, Yang I'm doesn't say- address a problem. Just like I don't think Bernie Sanders by using a Walmart employee addresses the problem any more than Andrew Yang does. And I understand that. And I agree. But what I'm saying is it just sounds better to the general public when you can attach that face, uh, you can act, attach the face to a name, i.e. you can attach big corporations to universal health care with a big corporation that everybody knows about that has this issue that we've known about for God knows how long. When you can directly link those, even if it's not an actual link, like me and you may know about, but everybody don't know that. 
It just looks like it. Politics is all about looks. We know that. We've been through that. And especially during election season, it's 100% all about looks. Which is why people like us who are just like, what's the policy? I don't care if you go after the big corporation or not. How's the policy going to work? How are we going to make that happen? These are the questions that you and I ask. But we are also in like the 1% of people who pay attention to politics. Because we don't care about the semantics. I don't like being the 1%. I mean, well, unfortunately, it's, it's harder. It's definitely harder to be in the 1%, but... Yeah, but, like, I'm in the 1% on, like, every topic. I mean, well, that's your fault. <laughs> like, How is that my fault? That is totally your fault. How is that my fault? Because that's your MO. My MO, I don't try to be in, I just am. <laughs> like, but that's your MO. That just is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of trying to put individual companies on blast. Um, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it'll work. In yeah, the, general. the trickle down effect that I think that they're trying to sort of visualize it would not really work because I think that's what it ultimately is. If that's the approach they're taking, it's just like, hey, we're gonna go after this big company, and then all the other companies are gonna see that, and they're gonna not do that stuff and improve on their own once we see that we got the big bad, the biggest of the baddest of guys out of there but really that's just gonna tell these companies okay we just need to not get caught doing our bullshit and we will find ways to not do that well let's talk about not getting caught for a second so (laughs) now congress is is actually ratcheting up their ratcheting and clanking up their exploration into the big tech companies amazon apple facebook Mm -hmm. you know they're they're talking about kind of the way they operate is is sort of antitrust ish I mean, I could, I and, could definitely. I mean, we've had that argument before. Right? I mean, it, the, the content is there. <laughs> like, I mean, reasonable I, doubt. I don't. <laughs> reasonable doubt. I mean, I don't. It it depends on how deep they go into the practices. So if they're telling me that Amazon is putting Amazon sponsor stuff first, mm-hmm. and that's anti-competitive. <laughs> I mean, come on, Are you serious? Yeah, I want Amazon.com. Of course, the Amazon sponsor stuff is going to be first. Mm-hmm. Like, you can scroll just like everybody else with your <laughs> thumbs don't work. Like, what what is happening right now? Are, are you serious? Like, Google, same thing. Like, they're like, oh, you put the Google, you put the stuff sponsored by Google first. Yeah. It's called business. What, what, what are we... Typically how that works. <laughs> and like I said, the only one that needs to be concerned is Facebook. I've been I've been talking about Facebook been monopolizing the social media industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, Facebook. I, mean, I they, don't, They've got some shit coming their way. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, though, like maybe it's just the capitalist in me. Like Facebook is just better than everybody else at what they do. Why is it a crime to be the best? <laughs> They're just better. It's <laughs> just better at monopoli- like, yo, not monopolizing, at monetizing. It's, privacy. Not, it's not even that. Instagram, you didn't have to sell to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Twitter, you didn't have to sell your company to Facebook. 
or whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I always get those confused. Snapchat or whatever. Like, I thought Facebook has three of the four. I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure what happened was Facebook bought Instagram. Facebook tried to buy Snapchat. And it didn't work. And Snapchat said nah. So then they pretty much put all of Snapchat's capabilities on Instagram. Like with fake, like right? Because you know, like you know, on Snapchat, I don't know. Go, and so on Snapchat, you can do like stories and like mm. all that type of stuff. And they put that on Instagram. So, yeah. So rather than selling, their their value kind of went way down once Instagram got that. Right. So, so it's just like I mean, what what do we? I don't know about anything about you. I don't know if Twitter. Is no, Twitter. No, I didn't. I don't care. But, but it's just like I don't know. Like Apple, Apple is the best at what they do. So like, why, why, why are we trying to break up Apple? By the way, R.I.P. iTunes. Uh, I how mean, am I? How am I gonna get songs on my computer now? How am I gonna back up my phone on my computer without iTunes? Well, I think what they're just planning on doing is just moving everything over to like. Uh, Apple Music, and this is gonna be like a certain place where you can no, they're purchase splitting, music on there. No, right? they're splitting everything up. So you have they're gonna have the Apple TV is gonna be a separate app. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcast is gonna be a separate app, and Apple Music is gonna be separate. Aren't they all separate already? No, they're separate apps, but they're all under. I you can get to all of them from the iTunes. Uh, you go to iTunes, and then you, bam, oh. like on your computer, not on your phone. Oh, okay. I'm saying I back up my phone on my computer. Via iTunes, right? You take away iTunes, you've got to back it up on all three of those apps, right? Like, what? What do I? What do I do with that? Mm. That's very interesting. But yeah, I'm not backing up to the cloud. <laughs> you should totally back up to the cloud. I shouldn't. I mean, hey, well, then you just not back it up then. <laughs> like, I will back it up. Representing yeah. from the nine nine and two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know why. I mean, Congress just, I don't know what they, I mean, is is this really that big of a deal? Antitrust? Breaking up big tech. Is that, is that really, is that really priority number uno on, on the Congress list? I don't know what their priorities are. Their priorities have all been, have been, been a little screwed over the past uh, four years so but we do have big news what alright so it's jobs Friday it's what jobs Friday you don't know I have no idea what that is oh god I have have no I mean are you a US citizen yeah (laughs) everybody should know what jobs Friday is first Friday of the month the jobs report comes out Okay. Jobs report is a big indicator of how the economy is doing. Mm-hmm. Jobs report sucked last Friday. Yeah, that's only true. added seventy five thousand jobs for the month. Okay. That's we were averaging about one hundred fifty two hundred thousand jobs. Okay. Except for February when the shutdown happened. Okay. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That means that we starting to slow down. Who? But the dudes on Wall Street was like, dog. This Keep the good times rolling. They was like, look, we out here making bank. We out here jobs, getting money, nigga. Jobs report <laughs> came out. Jobs were low. Stock market went up. That's interesting. That's the bigger sign that something is getting ready to happen than jobs report. 
Because at some point, you can't keep adding 100,000 more jobs every month. Wait, so you... Because the unemployment rate is still the same. The unemployment rate is low. It's still under 4, 3.6, something like that. Mm-hmm. But the number of jobs that's getting added, a lot of that is either part-time, hourly shift workers because we're producing more goods. Right. Producing more goods, I need more people to produce said goods. Okay. You add you add a ton of jobs, that means production is going up. Mm-hmm. GDP is going should be going up. Should be. Adding less jobs, that means you're not producing as much, mm-hmm. which means GDP is going up but at a slower rate. Mm-hmm. Still going up though. Well, I mean GDP is always going up. Okay. <clears throat> but when it so starts I guess it's kind of a moot point that it's going up then. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I mean but the rate at which the GDP goes up determines recession. I mean, even in recession, when in 2008, the GDP was going up still. But instead of going up 1.5%, 2%, which is normal, it was going up like 0.2%. Oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, we lived through it, so we know it sucks. Right, it, it was terrible. So, you know, a lot, a lot of factors go into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it... Hey, you know we'll we'll get into Job when we talk Friday. about Trump versus the world. Okay, look at me learning some new shit. Job Friday. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I had no, I had no earthly clue of anything about the damn Job Friday. I mean, it makes sense though. Right? I mean, I mean, like, yeah. Anyway, maybe because I'm I'm an economics nerd. Yeah, um, yeah, that that might be it. <laughs> you definitely just came for my life just now. But <laughs> a lot, I mean, a lot of it has to do. Probably with, you know, that we're in like four trade wars at the same time. Yeah, that probably is a big, um, a big part of it. But I mean, I honestly, I don't I don't think that's that big of a deal in terms of the jobs report. I'm sure if you're, in, you're in a, if you're I'm, if you're in a trade war, that means you want you have to produce more stuff in house. Right. Which means you would need more people to do it. Right. So the jobs should be going up. But we if we ain't got nothing to produce it now, or we can't compete with where what we're getting from other places. I got you. Then like it's a good point. See? Yeah, it's just like how do see, you? Why, you know, how you know we economics? Go, no, yeah, you go. I know some shit. But there it's just go. like how Stop how you like go, be how smart. you go add these jobs, especially with America being spoiled. Like if we're spoiled, requesting. More than the the two dollars and ten cents that they gonna be paying over in Mexico or whatever the hell. Yep. Like how how does that balance it out? Because then that just goes into you're now increasing costs for decreased profits. Which yep. But I mean, but no sense. like I said, recessions have to start somewhere, and you know that's something to look at. I mean, it's, it maybe it's a blip. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a blip on the screen. Maybe it's not, but the fact that. People, the good folks over on Wall Street, kind of disregarded it. I mean, yeah, because all they gonna do, they the thing about them is they can just go and invest on the other side. Like, whoa, <laughs> like I can just go and invest in that company in Mexico that's gonna go up in numbers because of this trade war that we're having with the U.S. So it's like they gonna get their money regardless, right? But but the the stock market is is more of a U.S. thing. Yeah, so that's, I you're betting that. on the U.S. Yeah. economy. So if the U.S. economy is showing signs of going down, but you still thinking it's going to go up. Just, uh, who is you? You, the people on Wall Street. Right. So 
I'm not talking about them individually. I'm talking about where they see the United States economy going. If indicators are saying that it's going down and you're betting that it's still going to go up, then when it goes down, there's a big sell-off, which causes it to go down even more, which causes people to stop spending, which causes it to go down even more, and that's the recession. Right, and I understand that. I got kind of lost in, in my point in for a second. Because you said, so job, the job report was shit and the stock market went up somehow. Yes. Normally when the job support is bad. Like, think about it, because the stock market is nothing but legalized gambling. Right. Like, very legalized gambling. I mean, I mean to a T. So, to, to the point where we have a commission. Just, just to, right, just to, to give you some comparison, Trump said he was going to raise tariffs he was going to start tariffing Mexico right stock market went down of course a ton of course saying it <laughs> just this saying. is not actual day this is yeah. just him saying if Mexico don't get their stuff together oh yeah I, yeah we all know this the stock market is nothing but feelings right like. so <laughs> when, when we're saying we're ignoring the the cold facts <laughs> Right. These, these mugs is in the meat freezer, not just the regular freezer, mm-hmm. where you where you hang the meat where Rocky be punching. Right. But they reacting to what he says, what he tweets. Yeah. That's the issue, because if they find out that they was wrong, then you get the big sell off, and that might be the little snowball that just gets rolled down the avalanche. Well, the recessions always start at the top. So. Something to something to just keep an eye on. First Friday every month, just just kind of just just look just at hit it. up <laughs> hit up business insider for a second. Right, you just know? just just kind of just you know <laughs> just browse over. It. You you ain't got to read to it too. Du- just look in at the depth. numbers. Just, right, just run the numbers for a second. Right, you know, just see if the number is higher than seventy five thousand. That's it. Um, so yeah, so Trump went to Britain. Got, in, got into it. I mean, you know, D Day celebration, seventy oh, fifth anniversary. anniversary. Um, he went to the royal, royal palace for dinner. Had people outside. They didn't like it that he was there. They don't like Trump. Shocker. Um, Trump is also, and he was negotiating, trying to negotiate a new NAFTA with Mexico. He's been trying to do that for a minute. Yeah, he got out of NAFTA to create a new NAFTA. Okay. Doesn't really make sense, but I'm sorry, Trump. <laughs> you know, Trump. Trump's got his own level of logic. Um. Yeah, so you know, he went to Britain. He's still fighting with Nancy Pelosi, calling her a nasty woman. Um. Uh, was she a bad girl, Trump? He got. He got. <laughs> he got into it with somebody. Um. Somebody had made some comments about Trump early in. You know, before he was elected, mm-hmm. he clapped back in Britain. He went over today. He went over to, to their turf and was clapping at people. And he was negotiating, you know, a trade, some sort of a trade agreement with Mexico, saying that if y'all don't do nothing about this immigration problem, tariffs 5%, go up every month till they hit 25% on everything. Mm-hmm. Now, Again, again, this is where I feel bad for Trump. What? Because he has no one in his circle to tell him when he done messed up. Because 
Mexico. Mexico has a really big impact on the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. Mexico is right? not our little brother. Mexico is equal in this. <laughs> they are our twin in right. this matter. Right, because if we start tariffing stuff and automobiles stop being made at the rate that they're being made currently, mm-hmm. that's going to mess up the U.S. economy. Real bad. Real bad. So, you know, and here's the thing, and now you... You got the Democrats over here trying to mess it up for everybody because they're getting closer to impeachment hearings. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Just let him get himself. You don't have to do that. Let no. him you can, get himself. I would be okay if a Democrat gets elected in 2020. Mm-hmm. They could spend the first 100 days just going after Trump. Because now you can indict. He's not a sitting president. You can indict him. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can raid his house. You can go take a piss on this golf course. I don't care what you do. <clears throat> just wait until then, though. Right, just wait until January 2021, please. She mm. just can you just wait? It, it, this is not a big deal if he obstructed justice or not. Uh, While I think it's the third most heinous crime <laughs> that you can do, I mean, murder, rape, obstruction, and justice. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty high in on that list. order. It is pretty We're high. Power, on and, that it, list. and it might, and it might move. <laughs> if we do the rankings, it might be rape, obstruction, murder. We never know. All right, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, obstruction of justice is out there. How dare you interfere with an investigation? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you interfere <laughs> with an active investigation? Right. So Give him the chair. I mean, really. I mean, I, I, I would, I would be a fan of a bringing back harsh penalties for for obstruction of justice. <laughs> of justice. You don't obstruct justice. It's one thing you don't do, man. You do not obstruct justice. You do not obstruct justice at all. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, you know, if everybody could just, you know, pump their little Democratic brakes on these whole impeachment things and just focus on winning in 2020, focus on finding the best candidate for the job, which we are going to talk about what, right now? in the next, the next segment, oh. because I, you know, I, y'all go again. Y'all always going about something. I don't know why y'all always going, but y'all going. Okay. As you know, it's all about now. Are voters sexist? Uh, I mean, we've we've certainly seen that before, but I wouldn't say make that a general statement. Have we? Yeah. Where have we seen sexism in in voting? In Hillary. Is that is that is that really <laughs> is that really sexism? Did you really not vote for Hillary because she was a woman? I did not. But I did not vote not vote for that reason. But there are plenty of, of people who did vote for that reason. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and let's, let's get to the root of, of this question. No, no, that that was a question. There's not even a root of it. Mm-hmm. Can we stop acting like everybody liked Hillary Clinton? Oh no. Hillary Clinton was one of the most that. disliked people 
in modern politics. Mm-hmm. We just did not like her. I didn't care if she was a woman. You didn't care that she was No, I don't think a lot of people cared that she was a woman. I think a lot of people just did not like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I think a lot of people did not like her. I I also think a lot of people disliked that she was a woman. I'm serious. I don't think that people disliked her because she was a woman. I don't I really don't. If if you tell me that Michelle Obama was running for president against Donald Trump, we would have the same results. Because remember, every you keep saying people disliked her because she was a woman and she got more than half of the vote. She won the popular vote by two million pe by two million people. Sick. So we're gonna we're gonna chalk up her lack of strategy <laughs> to her being a woman to sexism. Are we serious? I'm not chalking it up all that. Oh, 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 not bad. I'm not chalking it all the way up to that. But yeah, I, so so we have still people out there who were, who were voting just like that. Okay. Like so, that's just the facts. So so you you think well. I don't think that was the main What facts do you have to support that? I don't think that was the main reason. What facts do you have to support that? You just said it was a fact. Hmm? You just said it was a fact that people didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. Or that... Some people. Right. I want to know what facts you have to back that up. Okay. Because I I have facts. I don't have any facts to to back that up in specific. Okay. Okay. What are your facts? Um, So studies show, because there's only been one time that a woman was actually seriously considered in running president. So you have to go back and look at the lower level voters. <coughs> Senate, Congress, state, whatever. Mm. Women win about half the time. Is that sexism? No. Um, your ability to raise money, because we know funding is really big in politics. Gotta get the bank. Got to. Gender does not play a significant role in your ability to raise funding. Mm-hmm. So do I think there's sexism in politics? Of course I do. I'm not dumb. But do I think that voters are sexist? No. Because it is... The point of running for elected office is that you have to prove to me that you are the best person for the job. Even if I am sexist, Mm -hmm. you have to... It is not incumbent upon me to change my opinion. It's it's incumbent upon you to say, despite your opinion, I'm still better than this guy over here. (laughs) Right. Because it was the same thing with uh, Kata with Obesus. Right. So I, I Everybody was just like, oh, fucking monkey. <laughs> right. And, say, oh, and, and he said, well, I may be a monkey. <laughs> but, but this monkey is better than that old but fuck it, over there. <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. Hey. So we didn't, we didn't, say, we can't we didn't say all voters were racist, even though we knew that to be the case. Because Obama made it, even though you were racist, you still voted for me. Even if you were racist, you voted for me. Are we sure that they still voted for him? I mean, or did he just win the popular? Well, just win the vote, win the election. So we're we're tell, you're saying that everybody that voted for McCain or Romney, because Obama got less popular in 2012. Mm-hmm. 2012 was a lot closer. Uh, you uh, telling me that 
in 2008, they were all like, nah, dog, we not. You see your skin color? Mm-hmm. Nah, we not doing that. There are there no, plenty of them there. But we tell, we, you're saying that all of them, none of them voted for Obama. I, I bet you, I that. bet you a couple of them did. Because you had like Democrats ain't racist. Mm-hmm. Democrats yeah. weren't voting for McCain. What are we talking about? At some point, they had to say, no, nah, we don't. Mm-mm. Mm, he's he, too we, old. He, we, <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So I mean, let's let's start let's start faking the funk like everybody that voted for Obama wasn't racist. Yes, they were, and they still voted for him because at the end of the day, you was just like, I right, like, no, he's just a better candidate. <laughs> just better. Like he he bet everything optics. He sounds better. He's younger. <laughs> his poly, he he's more articulate. Like it doesn't. But every he's whatever a nicer guy. right whatever qualifications you had for Obama in two thousand eight, it transcended the fact that he was black. Fair. So we sit here. We have all these women running for president. How many and, women are how many women are on the the Democratic side? I mean, you got Harris, Gillibrand, Klobuchar, Warren. There's at least, that's four. Harris, you said Harris. Harris, Gillibrand, Klobuchar, Warren. I think it was like two, one or two more. It's probably our bad. I mean, those are the major. Those yeah. people that we care about. I don't. Everybody else can go somewhere. Um. But I mean, I like I hate when when there's a prevailing thing out there because the world is slanted towards men that people are just sexist that's not always why is that always the first thing i get it bro i get it i understand i don't understand women but i understand why why there would you could make the case that it is because of how politics is run when we're talking about politicians we're talking about who you are 24 mm-hmm. 7 a lot of women they don't like to have their personal lives in the street like that because their personal lives get viewed a different way mm-hmm. I get it. But you have to understand that while you have the right to do that, I have the right to say that that doesn't make you electable enough for me. That doesn't make me sexist. That that makes me say, I don't know enough information about you, the person. Because you got AOC, who is, you know, the rising star. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, we can talk about her later. Because right now, I think she's all theory. Mm-hmm. Has, not, has all these theories, great ideas, has not wrote down a single word about how to implement any of this mm-hmm. that doesn't cost the consumer which would be the taxpayer a lot of money mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what does she do you see her she all she all in the in her kitchen cooking with her kids you know she's letting she's pulling back the curtain a little bit that I'm not just this Latina politician from New York they got a bunch of radical left views. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother. Yeah, I you can see this on social media. Like, she's doing all the image stuff that that males do. Mm-hmm. She's running her she's running her campaign like a like a what <laughs> <laughs> like a male politician. Like a male. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got I got okay. a little, I got a little carried away. I mean, hey. 
I got a little carried away. I mean, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Like Let a loose. male like a male politician. Oh, you ain't gonna let it loose? No. Oh, you gonna, <laughs> you gonna say it? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. You gonna say it? No, I gotta I'm, gonna, I'm gonna save it. <laughs> so like why can't why can't more women run be the political figure outside of just the campaign trail that AOC is? I don't know. Well, I mean, because like you said, like I, I, you you made the point of their, that personal life jig is going to be viewed a different way than our than you know the male counterparts. Okay. And I feel like with that being said, that works a lot more in their detriment than we know, or that. But it doesn't stop them from winning. Give, they give them credit for. So. But it doesn't really stop them from winning. I don't know if we know that because every all the women don't do that. Most of the women aren't doing that. Aren't doing what? Putting showing that. Outside no, I'm saying I'm side. saying I'm saying even if they don't do that, you still got a fifty fifty shot of winning. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Well, so that goes back to the question: Are voters sexist? So you got to rep. You got to you got to separate the the cultural societal sexism from when it comes to electing politicians. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've always said, consumption don't lie, man. It doesn't matter what you think about somebody, but you know, it's a game recognized game, bro. We know this. Game recognized game, bro. That's that's. Damn, it's been a minute since I heard that. We know this, bro. Like we know, I may hate that person, but if I'm choosing, if I if I gotta choose a squad, he's the first pick. It don't matter if I like him or not. He can ball. I'm trying to win. Yeah. Win, would, win, win, win. I would love to like my teammates, though. <laughs> like, I mean, the, we keep talking about that. Like, that really matters. Like, it does matter on a day-to-day basis if you like who you work with. Mm-hmm. But, boy, when I'm trying to get stuff done, I don't care if I like you. Just get it done. Get it Just done, bro. I don't, have to be, I don't have to be friends with my president. I don't want to be friends with the president. What you calling me for? You busy. <laughs> I know you busy. <laughs> what, what are we talking about, man? Like, can, can we stop looking at that? Can we stop acting like we got to like everybody that we, that we elect? I would rather elect somebody that I don't like. Politics, though. No, it's not. Being like a bull, but it doesn't mean that I got to be friends with the nigga. Of course. <laughs> so it should be a differentiator, not the primary objective. I agree. I do agree. If I got two people that have equal policies, who do I like more? Cool. No, cool. I'm with that. Even I'll, though even though I disagree with that, but I'm I can see that. I'm not even gonna argue that. Right. But, but politics the same is far term, more is far more feelings than we would like for it to be. And there's unfortunately there's not really right, but see, but to, to say that, that, but to say that voters are sexist, to say that just we just don't like women. Huh, what? We, we don't we don't like women. Are you serious? We just elected a hundred women to Congress. What do you mean we don't like women? Women make up forty percent of our political body. Aye. Do we think a woman can lead? Different question. <laughs> I mean, do you think a woman can lead? Of course I do. But for me, do I think a woman can beat Trump? No, Why? I don't. Because of the emotional side of the yes, things? because 
people do not understand about Trump and what makes him such a political force is that Trump has no boundaries to where he will go. Yeah. Like, there's human decency, and then there's where Trump will go. I've yet to see a woman that go past the level of human decency. Like, it don't matter what you think about Hillary Clinton, right? Excuse me. Hillary Clinton wasn't ever going to drag Trump through the mud the way that Trump was willing to drag Hillary Clinton through the mud. Mm-hmm. Hil- Trump was willing to drag Hillary Clinton through the mud. Mm-hmm. But, that becomes the news story. We're not even talking about policy no more. We're talking about what this dude said, did, how disrespectful he treated so-and-so in the debate. We're not talking about policy. Who runs the news cycle? Popular electability. That's where the votes come from. Mm-hmm. When the margins are small. Well, what I'm saying is, if a woman were to come in and, and be willing to go past... Go the through the mud? Of, of human decency. Go through the mud? Yeah. I mean, I think that ends up working in their detriment rather than maybe, in their favor. Maybe. I, that, that, and, that's and, true. And okay. I think that's where the difference is. Like that standard, as we probably but are we're going talking, to, But to we're talking segue. about Trump, though. Mm-hmm. So if Hillary had to drag Obama through the mud, it would have worked in her detriment, but she was already going to lose anyway. But if we're talking about Hillary and John Edwards or Hillary and Joe Biden mm. or Hillary and Bernie Sanders. Oh, wait, we got a comparison for that one. We saw what happened. Now, they didn't drag each other through the mud. But I'm saying when people have a stopping at human decency, mm-hmm. why can't a woman win? I don't think a woman can beat Trump. If there is a Republican outside of Trump, women's got a great shot. They got about a 50-50 chance. Wait, that's the data. <laughs> So I, I keep trying to tell you, we, we are dealing with a different beast in Donald Trump. Yeah. And y'all, y'all need to respect his beastness. Even though it's an ne- evil beast. Exactly. It's a say, negative beast. The mark of the beast is what this is. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into Antichrist <laughs> arena with Trump. <laughs> but... <laughs> But we have to understand that this dude, in order to win, this guy has no boundaries of what he's willing to do to his opponent. Mm-hmm. He will crush his component completely. I don't think a, I put some woman in a hard position. Right. Because you want to maintain dignity. Mm-hmm. You want to maintain we go low, they go low, we go high. Right. And all of that's great. But at the same time, you got to win. That's what I'm saying. And I, I, don't, I think it goes mainly back to the point of if a woman were to do that and go no holes barred, it would go more into, against, in their detriment than actually well, it, helping that doesn't against mean, Trump. That doesn't mean you have to fight Trump with fire. Mm-hmm. You just have to understand your opponent <clears throat> and use it against them. That's what Pelosi is doing. Pelosi not going through the mud with Trump in the... In the on a national stage? Pelosi has said what about Trump? We don't know. All we know is that she kind of picked a fight in, you know, in a private meeting. Mm-hmm. She came out and just said a couple of words that set Trump off. And then he said, look at that. that this is your king? <laughs> and then... Who's winning the fight right now? Pelosi. Yeah. Pelosi not even thinking about Trump. And Trump is overseas trying to call her nasty, vindictive, all that. 
It makes Trump look like a baby. So you can do it. It's just, can Kamala Harris, Klobuchar, Gillibrand, Warren do it? When all we're focusing on is you versus Trump. I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's not, it's a beast, but it's not unbeatable. It's not unbeatable. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, I mean he spent most of his four years beating himself. So, so yeah. Exactly. You ain't got to go in there and get him both. Speaking of getting ourselves, that's that's a bad, that's a bad. Uh, nobody got themselves. I don't know. (laughs) 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 That's a bad transition. All right, I'll take I'll take credit for that. Um, All right, where we at? We're at the last topic of the show. Really? No, this was a quickie. So, I guess that's kind of good. I don't know. So you know, obviously. We got to talk about the D.L. Hughley bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm assuming that you listened to the, the video. Yes, I have. Um, I listened and watched. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the floor is yours. Well. Because then the floor is going to be mine. Oh, no, you go. You go ahead. But, I'm, the but for the yours, people who, who don't know, yeah, you uh, D.L. Hughley went on like a, a nice little mini rant on... Um, his what, his morning radio show. Shout out to D.L. Hughley. I mean, shout out to D.L. Hughley. The show was actually pretty interesting. I, I listened to some other clips, and it was a pretty interesting show. Um, but he was talking about um, how essentially there is this standard in America where black people are held uh, as the exception rather than the... Held to the exception rather than being held to the rule. Mm-hmm. And essentially, what it came down to is whenever black people are in any sort of endeavor, it's always saying, look at this ex- super exceptional person who managed to do this super exceptional thing, and you need to be like that rather than just having the chance to, quote unquote, be normal, uh, live, you know, just a regular cool life without, you know, having to always be searching to do have to search to do more and all this other type things that he, I mean, in a nutshell, that's what he said. Right. We're Um, paraphrasing. Yeah. Uh, and in that sense, I agree. Uh, I, I I think (laughs) it it is a lot of, (laughs) and the horse yours. Uh, no, I, I do agree with, with that, that sentiment in the sense that whenever we just talk about black folks in general, it's always, historically, it has always been, you know, I don't know if this is obviously, it's not true anymore, or at least from where I'm coming from, but like, you know, black folks is lazy, they don't do all this other type shit, um, you know, black or black crime, all these essentially just things that we've been hearing over the past 20, 30, 40, 50 years, or whatever the case, mm-hmm. and it always seems to come back to those things whenever we're talking about us, quote unquote, advancing forward it always gets back to these issues that we didn't cause or issues that are actually a thing and it only from where i stand it only happens when we're talking about black people Mm -hmm. 
And then there's also the issue of anytime black people are looking to do something for themselves, then you have all the other groups of folks who are now crying for in inclusivity and all this other stuff. Anytime we want to do anything. Like, mm -hmm. a, a big example would be, even though you might think it's a terrible one, but for, like, Black Lives Matter, when that first started, and, you know, everything was actually looking good before shit kind of went left with it, mm -hmm. then you had other minorities saying, well, what about Latino lives? And then white people, what about white lives? And then all this other stuff, everybody's trying to take focus away from the one time where black people would say, hey, let's focus on us for a change. Like, why do we have to change black lives or all lives? Like, why is me saying black lives matter all of a sudden mean, of, like, everyone else's life doesn't matter? Why, why is that being, what, like, how is that comparable? Because I didn't say that. I never said that. I never said that, you know, y'all's lives didn't matter. I'm just saying mine does. Because historically, mine hasn't. Okay. So, yeah. That's where that's where I agree with it. Now the floor is yours. Go ahead. Oh, that was it. Uh, for the time being, yeah. Okay, so I put this. I put this as my soliloquy. Mm -hmm. People don't know because I haven't done a soliloquy in a while. Mm -hmm. I like to end the show, just talking. Kind of like my, kind of like my uh, recorded diary. And hopefully somebody can uh, be inspired or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. First, I want to say, you know, shout out to uh, D.L. Hughley. Because, I, I mean, I forgot that you, I mean, you, you did mention the whole crabs in the bucket thing mm -hmm. that he said. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, all the things he said. Because, you know. Wonderful. I love that, that when, they, when people bring that up and just be like, yeah, crabs in a bucket is a thing. Like, if you were to put crabs in a bucket in real life, they would do what we say crabs in a bucket do. But how the fuck did they get in the bucket? Why are they in a bucket? <laughs> like they need to be in the ocean. Yeah, I, crabs I, don't act like that when they're in the ocean. I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've never, I've never said the crabs in the bucket metaphor when I talk about black people. Yeah. Um, because I don't. I mean, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Um, but I want to say that I appreciate D. L. Hughley for saying something. You know, I want to get the nice stuff out of the way before I vehemently disagree mm -hmm. with some of the stuff he said because i agree with about 95 percent of what he said mm -hmm. and he's one of the few <clears throat> black folks that can now i say he's bilingual like he can take something that's culturally a black thing and he can articulate it to white people Mm -hmm. He can take white people that is supposedly over our heads, and he can dumb it down. Mm -hmm. He's one of those dudes that can go. So I mean, he's I, a great mediator. Yeah, like he, I appreciate his style of comedy. I appreciate. I think he's very smart. Mm -hmm. and comedy he, and commentary. And you know, I wish more black people took the time to think like D. L. Hughley thinks. Mm -hmm. Now, with all that being said, it's the last kind of 10% of what he said that I couldn't disagree more with. Which was? And it was the fact that when he was talking about, you know, our story should be as black people <clears throat> that we, we shouldn't 
not really we shouldn't aspire to be exceptional mm-hmm. but basically we should be mediocre and be okay the fact that you know we should not really aspire to mediocrity but understand that there's only there's the exceptional is up here and then everybody else is down here and the the issue is that you know middle class black and middle class white is not the same thing mm-hmm. pretty much like we should aspire to be mediocre and be okay I don't really think that's what he was saying I think he was No that's what he that that's a quote that that's what the he said our story should be that we don't necessarily have to be first. We just don't have to be last. I I think, but I, I think for for that scope, I think what he's saying is we should be allowed. Yeah, we should to have be, the right to yeah, to be like, mediocre and be okay. Like we sh- yeah, we should be allowed to to again. Like you don't have to be first, but through the eyes of society, that just because we're not first doesn't mean we're automatically last. Right, like just because we aren't Michael Jordan, or that's a terrible uh, no, name, said, like Robert said, Robert Smith, or he said he said Michael Jordan, like Michael Kobe Jordan, Bryant. Robert Smith, Denzel right. Washington. Just because we're not those people doesn't mean that we have to be at the bottom of the barrel. I I agree. Okay, I, but, I'm just that one. Where, where, where I disagree is, and what really made me mad is why in the world should I ever be okay with being mediocre? Mm-hmm. As a, even, as an individual, as an individual, but as a black person, especially, because they hold, he's right. They hold people up to, to say this person did it, you can too, mm-hmm. right? So it came out, and that's why there's a there's a slash here. It came out that Jay Z is now a billionaire. Yes. Right. And, you know, to according to L. Hughley. White people can now walk in the hood and say, Jay-Z made it out of here. You can too. Mm-hmm. And black people are like, well, that's the exception, not the rule, right? Right. Show me where Jay-Z is the exception. No, I'm, I'm asking. Oh. Show me Show me what, what exactly makes Jay-Z the exception and not the rule. I'll counter. Why should a Jay Z beat? Well, why is Jay Z the rule in your eyes? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Okay, but but show me where where does Jay Z? Why is Jay Z the exception and not the rule? On on an individual basis or for black folks? For black folks and on an individual basis. So, but since we're talking about black folks, we can move it to black folks. Okay, he would be the what? I mean, outside of the obvious fact that he is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. He, I mean, that is essentially the, the ultimate, like, super rags to super riches story. Okay. And that is a story that we don't often see coming, well, from the black community. That's a story that we don't often, that we just don't often see that. Like, yeah, you mm-hmm. can get out of the hood and whatnot, but right. to ascend to the level that he's at, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's very few individuals on the planet who get to ascend to that level, you know, let alone black folks. I hear you. So is that, that in that case, that's why he would be the exception, especially seeing that all the shit that he was getting into in terms of being a drug dealer and being a rapper and all this other shit to be able to turn that around and then now be a real estate mogul, a, a, what, a 
it's essentially a, a magnate for hip hop culture or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. to the point where he is now a billionaire because of that. To, mm-hmm. to, to flip that around for being a drug dealer on the corner mm-hmm. and selling albums out of the back of your trunk, mm-hmm. like that is exceptional. So so let me yeah. tell you. So let me tell you why, because. And I, I think that you think a way the way that almost every black person that I know thinks. Mm-hmm. And we're we're gonna get to that at the very end. Mm-hmm. But you're saying pretty much it's because he's a billionaire that makes him the exception and not the rule. Because you just say you can make it out, but you can't make it out and then didn't make it make it. Right. Like that's what makes him. So then let's go to how did he become a billionaire? Mm-hmm. So let's let's piece together what made him a billionaire. Yep. And then I want you to show me where the except where where it where he becomes the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. So born in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Marcy Projects, right? So let's obviously Marcy let, me. Let's not talk about just you know Brooklyn Bed Stuy. Let's just black community. Mm-hmm. So black <laughs> kid born in the projects. Mm-hmm. We we an exception yet, or we still a rule, rule so to speak, mm-hmm. right? So that that's not exceptional. Nothing exceptional there. If I being born in Brooklyn, no. Right. Well, I mean, just born in the projects in general. Oh. Nothing, nothing there, right? I mean, right? sure, yeah. I mean, but like, there's, there's nothing there that is different from every from other people born in the projects. Like, right. he's not born in a gated community project uh-huh. or nothing like that. Okay. Nothing. Right. So okay. So, dad leaves the family when he was young. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Okay. Cool. Uh, raised by a single mother, we we still we're still at rule. Um, high school dropout, mm-hmm. we still at rule, right? Well, we, well, hold on. When you say we're still at rule, like okay, like I mean, we we've we've heard yeah, we've we, heard this before. up until now. We there's nothing exceptional about Jay Z at mm-hmm. sixteen. Yeah. Nothing exceptional. Cool. Um, so obviously on the streets. So crack, mm-hmm. still nothing exceptional. Then, you know, according to his mother, stayed up all night. Rhyming words. Rhyming words, making music. Mm-hmm. Pretty much becoming a rapper. Yep. We still, we still, we crossed the exception border yet. We still a rule. We still a rule. Well, I, I, me personally, because I'm. I understand. Well, I think that having musical talent is an exception. Okay. I mean, I feel like that in itself. But I want you to. I want you to hold that thought though. Okay. Because I, I, I think you get. You, I think you're getting where I'm. I think you're starting to pick up what I'm putting down. Yeah. But. But that I mean that in yet. itself being like a okay. musical talent and doing cool. what that that is exceptional. Okay. That's an exception. Right. Okay. But where he's at right now in life, mm-hmm. we still at rule, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Starts rapping, becomes kind of good, gets on a couple of tracks, mm-hmm. tries to get a record deal, doesn't get one. Yikes. We still at rule? We we crossed over to exception yet? Uh, I mean... Hmm. How many rappers you know that don't got a record deal? I can name two right now. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. I can name... Definitely I can name a few. So we, we still at rule, right? Mm-hmm. So he decides to start his own business. And we know that when a black man wants to start his own business, that is free of any discrimination, racism. <laughs> right? Like, we just know 
that we go once we, we know once we've we got des- a fair shot. Right. Once <laughs> we decide to start our own business, we just it's just smooth sailing from here on. Uh-huh. So we're still at rule. Okay. Because we got a lot of black people with ideas. He makes a cla- what I think is the greatest hip hop album ever. So he works works at he works at his craft, he works at his craft. And he produces something that is magical. And, he, you know, he has to sell it out of the back of his car. But then after that, it's smooth sailing, right? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it took... This is before streaming, before when you had to actually go and, like, pay money right, to, get a, to get a CD. Yeah. Wow. It took Reasonable Doubt 12 years to go platinum. Mm-hmm. He didn't make a whole lot of money off of Reasonable Doubt. No, he did not. So we're still at rule because we have a black person who has put in the work and still nothing has come up. Mm-hmm. We're still at rule. So now, let's see, let's, let's look. Stars Rockefeller Records gets a new distribution deal, Def Jam, releases a second album, wasn't nobody messing with it. Volume one, people didn't like volume one. They say he sold out. Oh well, we've never heard we've never heard that said about black men by black people before. Mm-hmm. The sellout card? What? But so we're still a rule. How did he sell out? Because that, I mean, reasonable down in volume one aren't the same out. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. just he went glossy. I mean, he was a lot of Puff Daddy in that. Ah, uh, okay. But he was with Puff Daddy because his best friend died. Mm-hmm. Biggie Smalls. Yes. Experience loss in his life. Yes. Traumatic experiences. Yes. But we're still at rule. Mm-hmm. So, we go volume two, volume three. Volume two becomes a really good album. Volume three, pretty good. It's cool. <laughs> then we hit Blueprint. Uh-huh. Or one. Are we at exception yet? I mean... I mean, I'm asking. Are we... Are we... After Blueprint... The first blueprint. Blueprint one. Two thousand one. That's, I mean, classic. Wait. So we 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 got reason without, and then volume one, two, two three, three, then blueprint. Okay. All right. So see, I would say that at that point, Jay Z is now becoming sexy. Yes. Yes. Uh, with, with blueprint one. Yes. Right. I would definitely say exception. So that he even is though now, I I've already said that it was a bit. Right, no, but we, 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 we'll get you there. Yeah. So, five albums into his career, mm-hmm. he has now become exceptional. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, yes, yes. But he's not a billionaire. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he hasn't, he doesn't have any of his, all he has right now is Rockefeller and Rockaware. By the way, where's Rockaware? Rockaware is my shit, man. I love Rockaware jeans. I, I love the back then too, man. But he doesn't now own Rockaware. Right? Mm-hmm. Didn't he sell Rockaware? I don't know. Oh, I don't. I don't know either. Don't so, know. you know, he gets bodied by Nas on Ether. Yes. Come back, Black Album, retires from rap. Still got his forty forty club. Comes back, puts out a dud. Mm-hmm. You know, Blueprint Two was trash to me. Uh. Sorry, Jay-Z. Didn't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I say all of this to say 
that it wasn't until 2001 that mm-hmm. he became the exception. Everything up until that is rule. Oh, yes. Iconic's brand group. Um, Bought Rockaware? He sold, Jay-Z sold the rights to Rockaware to Iconic's brand group in t- March of 2007 for 204 mil. Right. And Jay-Z retained his stake in the company and, and continued to oversee the marketing, licensing, and product development. Right. I hope that they heard me because I was not loud whatsoever. Yeah, and, that, and that's fine. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. It wasn't until Jay-Z became the best rapper of this generation that he became the exception. Mm-hmm. And even then, he wasn't a billionaire. He just became a billionaire this year. Mm-hmm. So now everything that stems from now he's the best rapper of this generation is what gives him the wealth accumulation that gets him to be a billionaire. His stake in Uber. Mm-hmm. Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. Rock Nation Sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're the same thing, but I think they're two uh, different. I think they're two different things. I don't think it's like Rock Nation and then Rock Nation Sports. I don't know. It might be Umbrella. We'll right. Know. I don't but know. Stake. All of his <laughs> title. All mm-hmm. of his other businesses that allowed him to become a billionaire stem from he was the best rapper of this generation. Mm-hmm. So now let's go back to where I stopped you. Right. What if I told you that the musical talent was the variable mm-hmm. in this situation? That I can take that out and replace it with whatever your talent is. Whatever my talent is. Mm-hmm. Whatever anybody out there's talent is. Right. How how often do you see? Now, I'm, I'm not saying that billionaire is is the the standard that I'm talking about. Right. But it was up until everything up until 2001 Blueprint, I'm the best rapper alive, was rule. Do we think about that? How many black people would agree with me if I said that and didn't break it down? None of them would. Mm-hmm. So, Jay, I'm saying that Jay-Z is the rule because everything up into it is rule. It's not exception. Yeah, of course, you're not going to be able to put a $70 million stake in Uber. Right. But Uber is a variable. The money you put down is a variable. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is variable. What made Jay-Z a billionaire is he got the clout to where he can do all this other stuff that can get you to billionaire status. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about from, hit, from the day he was born until 2001. Rule. All of it is rule. I just went piece by piece. You just said all of that is rule. My point in making that is that everybody, everybody has their equivalent to Jay-Z's musical talent. Mm-hmm. Whether you're black, right, it doesn't matter. Your environment doesn't matter. His environment, all the stuff that he went through was content right. for reasonable doubt. That made the classic. That said, okay, Jay-Z, he's really good at this. Mm-hmm. Blueprint. All of the stuff that happened before then made Blueprint. That says, he's the best here. He's the best that we got. Right. So then Jay-Z uses I'm the best rapper alive where hip-hop is taking off. Mm-hmm. And he's able to then accumulate all of the things that he needs to become the billionaire that he is today. 
So I'm not saying that you prop up Jay-Z and say, look, you can come from Marcy and be a billionaire. Right. I'm saying that if you study Jay-Z, how he got to be the billionaire, you'll see that all of that stuff is not anything exceptional. Mm-hmm. It's all rule. It's all rule. So the thing is, I agree with D.L. Hughley to the point where he says we should have the right to be mediocre and be okay. Mm-hmm. When exceptional, quote unquote, is 50% rule, I say it's 100% rule. Okay. What, make, what makes you exceptional is not any of that. It's the fact that if you hear Jay-Z and you ask Jay-Z how he got there, he would say the same thing. Believing in yourself, believing in your talents. Right. Believe that what you got is special and nobody else has it. Mm-hmm. I got something that nobody else got. Until I'm, until I'm blue in the face. Right. Yeah, there's people that can write. There's people that can talk content like me, but they can't do it like I do. Right. Because I got that thing in me. Got that thing on you. <laughs> I got something that they ain't never heard before. Do it with right, you can sing. It's a bunch of niggas out there that can sing, mm-hmm. but can't nobody sing like you sing. I mean, you damn right. Fuck but do you believe that though? Yeah. With everything in you, do you believe that? Uh, everything in me. See, everything yeah. in you, you gotta believe that. Because mm-hmm. I had to sit here and I, had, I was silent with you niggas. I was silent. Silent. When Black Panther came out. Okay. I was. I had to listen to all you niggas say what a powerful movie Black Panther was. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you because you watch it because you're a comic book fan. Right. But a lot of people look at that and they say, wow, look at how successful it is with a black cast, black director. Right? I had to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I had to listen to y'all talk about how good Avengers Endgame was. People saw it like five times. And my, and, my question, and my question is always... Ben, when are y'all going to stop watching fake superheroes and be real ones? Mm-hmm. Be real superheroes. Your, your talent is a superpower. People would kill for your talent. Yeah, I do hear people consistently say, man, if I could sing, <laughs> that'd be, re- be releasing really albums. There, there are people that would kill to have powers that people have that they do naturally. Those are superpowers. Superpowers not running and flying. Super speed and that would be time cool. warping, whatever Doctor Strange does. I don't... None of that matters, bro. None of that matters. Only thing that matters is you identify with that I have that... Sh- you about to cuss. No, go do it. I was no. going to do it. Okay. I got that talk thing in me. Talk there, talk I, don't, I don't... He I don't got that talk. shit. <laughs> I got that I'm thing. saying for I got that thing inside of me. There's something inside of me that is unbreakable. No matter what you put around me, no matter what you do to my body, no matter what environment you put me in, it's unbreakable. Mm -hmm. If you believe that, what can't you accomplish with your gift? Why can't you be exceptional? I understand that. I understand everything you're saying, and I agree. I don't really think that's what D.L. Hughley was saying, though. Why why is it not what he was saying? I I don't think he was saying... He's saying that black people should have the right to be mediocre and be okay. Right? Right. That's the part that I don't... Everything else prior to that, mm-hmm. me and D.L. Hooley are, are eye to eye. That's what... And, and, and I think that's what... 
it, I don't think what he was talking about goes down to the individual basis that we're at right now. Okay. Because we're, we're at, look, be that nigga. You are that nigga, so be that nigga. That's on the individual basis. I think what he's saying is... On a community basis. Yeah, right? when we look at a, at a communal, worldwide basis, okay. and you have... A, a white person, Indian person, an, mm-hmm. an Asian person, mm-hmm. whatever the hell that, right. that goes on, right. and they end up in positions like us, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like, you're financial analyst, or what is your actual... Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a business analyst. Right, so like, you're a business analyst, I'm a consulting analyst, utilities operate, like all that type shit. Okay. Like, I think what he's saying is... You can even even in that case, mm-hmm. we might be exceptional just because we're in the position that we are okay. in right now. That's fine. But what he's saying, I think what he's saying is, it shouldn't be wrong for someone to end up in a position like this, or even a position that's lower than that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there is something wrong with that person if they are black versus. But if it you is. Look at. I, on an individual basis, but yes. no, you I, not you not hear me because I'm yeah. talking about a community basis too. Mm-hmm. If if the black community itself identified as, oh, I'm something special, right? Because see, if I apply that pressure to you, like I want to, but I'm not going to, because I told you I was going to back off mm-hmm. and I wasn't going, I wasn't going to be all in your in your jock strap, so to speak, right? About how you how you move. Mm-hmm. But if I was in you and I said, man. You were you were one of the greatest singers I've ever heard in my life. You've never heard me sing. <laughs> but if I said yeah, that, but if, if said I said that, that after yes. hearing you sing, if I said that, yes, and I apply that type of pressure, you either have to live up to that or you have to reject it. Mm-hmm. There's no other choices. You have to live up to being, and you have to act as if you are that, right? Or you have to deny that you are that. Mm-hmm. Which one hurts more? Hurts. Which one hurts more? To say that I'm not that nigga when I sing, mm-hmm. or the work that's going to be put in to say that I am that guy. No, in the long run, definitely not saying that. It's going to be a lot of hurt along the way of being that nigga. But it'll all pay off. It'll all pay off. See, eventually. I'm saying that if a community thought like that, mm-hmm. if, if all the black people stopped identifying with the race of being black, mm-hmm. or their gender... Mm-hmm. Or their sexuality, mm-hmm. or their environment, and they identify with I am unbreakable. I have I have legendary material inside of me mm-hmm. because everybody has it. It doesn't matter what your environment is. Mm-hmm. It never matters. The point that you think it matters, that's up here. That's not real. You can create your own reality. If you if if Jay Z took all that stuff and said, "Man, this is just my environment, whatever," but he took that stuff and he used it for content to make the greatest hip hop album ever, and then he kept using his stuff from the hood to make Blueprint to become the greatest rapper alive, and that catapulted him to becoming a billionaire. Mm-hmm. If the black community thought like Jay Z thought, then you would never aspire, you would never, you wouldn't accept the right to be mediocre. Because mediocre is failure. Mm-hmm. If I'm a legend, why would I ever settle for being me- mediocre? These are the facts. These are the facts. If you don't demand legendary, how are you ever going to get mediocre? You're going to always get the scraps that they hell you because all, that's all you want is scraps. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying you're not happy with the scraps, but you're not willing to change your opinion of yourself and of your community to say, no, we demand more. 
That doesn't mean we out in the streets blowing up stuff, tearing up, burning down stuff. That means that every day you wake up, you demand more of yourself than anybody demands of you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Why, why would I ever? Don't D.L. Hoogie better not ever tell me. <laughs> okay. That I got the right to be mediocre. I don't ever want that right. You should never want that right. Right. You wouldn't want your kids to grow up like that, would you? No. So why do we keep telling people this? Mm-hmm. That, that's the main issue with it, is that this is being told. To be, people are receiving this. And they're saying truth. This is facts. No, it's not. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. So I remember we was talking about abortion. Yes. And, we, and I said, you can always adopt. And you said there are millions of kids suffering through the system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People have told them that. Told the kids that? That they're suffering through the system. That, you know what? It's not your fault. The system is, is broken. Mm-hmm. You know? I know you keep going through this. I feel bad for you. I'm not saying you can't feel bad. But I'm saying, what if you told that kid that, man, it don't matter none of this stuff. You got something inside of you that's great. Mm-hmm. You got something inside of you that nobody else has. You were put here to do something that nobody else can do. Does it matter that, that they that they in foster homes? I mean, on the outside, maybe. But I'm not talking to the environment. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to that thing inside of you that say, I know there's something better for me than this. Mm-hmm. You see, the problem is, you got all that other stuff, and now you don't hear that voice no more. You don't hear it. Right. You don't hear it. I don't hear it. I probably hear it a little louder now. I have a degree. But you have a community of people out there who think that this system is destined for them to fail. At that point, they're not breaking your spirit. You're breaking your own spirit. Mm. You're giving them a broken spirit. And then say, I'll trade in my spirit for the scrap that you give me because I, now I just want to be mediocre. Now I want the right to be average. You'll get that garbage out of my face. I believe everybody that walks the face of this planet is a superhero. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that with certainty, what is Superman with average strength? <laughs> what is Flash with average speed? The people that you watch, what is they with average? What is what is T'Challa without the plutonium, uranium, plutonium, whatever it is? Vibranium. <laughs> That too. Vibrators. All of it. And the heart-shaped ebb. Right. Mix all that up. What is he without that? What? What is he? He just like you. Mm -hmm. He just like me. He's a regular dude. Find your vibranium. Mm -hmm. What is your heart-shaped ebb? It's not out there. <laughs> it's not out there, bro. It's right. it's right there. Right. Real. So why can't the community think like that? What's stopping it? What's stopping every black person from, from thinking like that? Is it really white people? Is it really? On the outside, maybe. But we're we're talking inner here. Really? Because nothing that's manifest on the outside was not first manifest on the inside. Right. Jay-Z was a billionaire before he made one dollar off of Reasonable Doubt. He was already that. 
you get praised in public for what you do in private. All the bad stuff that went through his life, he's now, he's now, his cup is running thing over. Running thing over. His cup all, is full. All that bad stuff. All the times his cup was empty, his cup is now full. Double that. Anybody out there whose cup is empty, we doing this podcast right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Listen, we got last week. How many? Seven. Well, that's good. That's dope. Better than, Seven. Better than the week before, right? Shit, I don't know. I'm just saying that. All right. That's good, though. We don't got that many followers. Like, we're not doing this for the clout. Mm-hmm. But I prepare. I can't speak for you, but I prepare every day. Like, it's a million people listening to this. Right. Right. Because one day, it's going to be a million people listening to this. And we're not going to be in your, in the upper floor of the townhouse recording this off a of phone. Right. It's going to be studio time. So, we... Are we preparing like we already done made it, even though we ain't made it? Right. I'm nowhere near successful. Right. Nowhere. By your standards. But in but in my mm-hmm. but in my heart and my spirit, I've already made it, baby. I've already made it. So why can't you think like that? If I think I've already made it, what can a white person say to me? What can you put in my way that I can't get over? Right. Right. What can you put? It doesn't matter what you do. You can't break me because I've already decided I'm unbreakable. <laughs> I am unbreakable. Black people are just as unbreakable as white people appear to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, our, yeah, to we, we have our theories about black folk. Which, right. we, which we might get into well, at some other point. At some other point because we ain't got that much time. Right. But, so I say all this to say... There's a difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. Fixed mindset means that pretty much you're boxed in, right? You can only achieve what your environment, your external circumstances allow you to achieve. Mm-hmm. And then there's a growth mindset that means that I control what I can achieve. There's no limit to what I can achieve. Because mm-hmm. I control that. Mm-hmm. Black people have a fixed mindset as a community. Mm-hmm. Because it... I mean, am I am I wrong in saying that? No, you're not. We got the second most fixed mindset in America. You know who's first? And that's where we're going to end up being. The Ooh. Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Because we always talk about the freaking culture. The culture this, the culture that. Native Americans have a great culture. And they can only do it in a box. They can only do it in a box. Is that what you want to be? You mm-hmm. want Harlem to be a box? To say, well, this is this is black culture, but you in a box. The Indians can't go nowhere. Native Americans. Yeah. So I just wish people, especially black people, would stop trying to identify with race. Stop trying to identify with gender. Sexuality is Pride Month. They're going to have a lot of fun this month. I do not care. I have never Mm -hmm. once cared about somebody's sexuality. Because I don't identify with that. I identify with the legendary material that I have inside of me. Mm -hmm. Let's identify like that. And just see what happens. We tried it all these other ways and it ain't worked. Because we still talking about the same thing. What if you identified and said, I'm unbreakable, I'm a legend. Let me find out what I'm legendary at and let me be a legend at it. Mm-hmm. 
and just see what happens. You got anything else? No, no. I, I'm, I'm good off that. You wrapped it up pretty well there. So. Mamba episode 24 in the books. Ah, there we go. Next week. We can rent cars. <laughs> well, next week we're not having a podcast. Oh, because oh, yeah, it's Father's Day. So you got to go spend time with the pops. Everybody go spend time with their pops. Um, I ain't got nothing else, man. What you, what you got? I mean, that's, that's really all I got. All right, man. Hey, man, y'all just make sure y'all stay out here and do what beasts do. So, on that note, this on is that note. the Unprofessional Opinion Podcast. Again, I am AJ. That is JC over there, the, the one with the rant. JC Suzette. <laughs> And uh, we'll catch y'all on the block, man. <laughs>